hello. Welcome to Metamorphosis, The Power of Change. And this is a podcast that really hopes to encourage, empower, and serve people through sharing stories of maybe some people that we look up to, maybe some people that we have high expectations for because of their role or their prominence in society or their skills. But all of those people came from somewhere. You know, all those people came from a journey. All those people came from a pivot or a transition they had to make. And most likely it was in a rock bottom moment. But the power of change hopes to share stories that will encourage us, will empower our own transformation. And that is ultimately the purpose of the show. Um, I'm going to get right to it today because we have a special guest. Uh, my name is Ryan Cannon. I'm a physical therapist. I'm a strength conditioning coach. I'm a former college athlete, uh, business owner here in Honolulu, Hawaii, um, with Lead the Pack Physiotherapy, also a, uh, a, a PT that works in home out here. So going to share our guest today and it's an incredible, incredible privilege and honor to introduce my beautiful wife, Kulana Cannon. She is a mother of one, our beautiful daughter, River, uh, who happens to be sleeping right now, which is allowing us to have this time on the mic. Um, she's going to spit some bars. She's going to be great. Um, she's a multifaceted weapon, I'll call it. Um, amazing, amazing um, ministry leader at our church. She's a great mother of our, our beautiful child. And she's got a lot of giftings and skills. I would say communication is a huge skill set of hers. Um, she's a multitasker, ex-college softball player over in Arizona. And um, beckoning from beautiful Kapolei, Hawaii. So I want to introduce her. Uh, I love you so much, babe. And I hope you have an encouraging, empowering story to share. But I'm going to pass over the mic to Kulana and I want her to pray for this podcast that the Lord will bless both of us. Our faith is an incredibly important thing for both of us. And we want the Lord to really bless this conversation. So take it away, babe. All right. Well, Father, we just thank you um, for your presence, that you're welcome here as we um, we join in fellowship um, and we get to share our stories and um, just this time of communion, God. And so um, thank you for your blessings over this podcast um, and just your overall um, love and encouragement that you give to us so we can also pour out into others um, through this. Um, in your name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Um, so from the first episode, we kind of learned about the template of this podcast. And I'm going to start reiterating this early so we can kind of all get our heads wrapped around all of this. Um, just in case you want to listen to it later, whether we're in the car or whether we're in between stuff. Um, this is kind of what to expect. We're going to share a story. Um, we're going to sh- kind of sustain that story. I'm going to hopefully highlight some key moments we can all be encouraged and and empowered by. And then really hit it off hard to put a spark under us as we as you walk away from this podcast with some takeaways. Um, There are some incredible conversations I've listened to because uh, of how powerful the story was. And I believe my wife has an incredibly powerful story. Um, And I really want to highlight that testimony of her life, at least to this point. Um, so Kulana, tell us where you're from. Tell us, um, 
where things have all kind of started for you and really what gives you passion and purpose and, and um, because of your story. So I'm originally from a town called Eva Beach. It's on the west side of Oahu here in Hawaii. Um, if you've been here before, uh, Eva is probably the most driest place you could ever visit here. Um, it's beautiful, don't get me wrong, but um, my childhood is spent outside in the hot, hot sun, um, just begging for AC, but not really. <laughs> um, we never grew up with AC at all, actually. So my personality kind of kind of stems from that um, environment. Uh, not the dry part, but the more rigid and um, the desire to have something, um, the desire to have, the desire to have something um, kind of exponential. But um, anyway, regardless of not having AC, <laughs> um, it was a really great childhood. Um, my parents, um, they divorced when we were, when I was, um, maybe about 11 years old, I would say. And I'm the oldest of three. Um, so if you ever came from a divorced household, um, you can imagine how, you know, challenging it can be um, later on in life. I would say I recognize the challenges that I went through, that my parents went through um, as I got older and understood more of it. But in that time, as it was, as it was happening, um, and as we were going through it and living through it, I don't really um, recall having, having a, I guess, the feelings of hardships necessarily. Um, we were well taken care of by both of our parents. Um, they were both present in our, in me and my sister's lives. Um, so, um, as I got older and started to kind of recognize things within me and where that came from, um, you know, a root of it was unfortunately the, uh, you know, a divorced household. Um, fast forward to my high school, um, great uh, middle school, high school years and um, exposed to a lot of, a lot of different things because of the divorced household, meaning we traveled you know, back and forth, even though our island is very small, um, no matter what, just, you know, being in two different places, two different households, two different atmospheres all at once, really just, it, it, it will take a toll on, it took a toll on me for sure as a child. Um, and as I got older rather, um, but yeah, just basically, you know, fast forwarding to that time in my life, I was, because I was exposed to different places, um, different atmospheres, um, I was able to um, connect with different people, different kids, diff you know, have different types of friends. Um, and I would say that's where one of my strengths as a communicator stemmed from is, um, being able to chat with so many different types of people, um, make friends with a lot of different types of 
crowds. You know, I had friends who um, lived in a few of the rougher neighborhoods. I've also had friends that lived in um, very nice neighborhoods. Um, I, um, I was able to connect with all different types of groups of girls and, and boys um, growing up in school and also playing sports. Um, and so um, that was definitely a thing that God did in turning things, you know, the Bible talks about how God turns things out for our good. What the enemy meant for evil, he turns it out for good. And so that was one of the huge things that um, kind of developed my skills as, as a, um, a, a good communicator now in my adult life. Um, fast forward to college and, you know, the latter half of, I mean, my early 20s, rather, not the latter half of my 20s. Um, but yeah, fast forwarding to college and the early parts of my 20s, um, uh, it was pretty rough for me, I would say that age time frame of my life. Um, I got into a lot of heavy, heavy um, uh, addictions. Um, and just, you know, I wasn't living my life at all for God. Um, I did not know what the love of God um, truly was. Um, it was uh, serving God, loving Jesus, being in the church was just was not in not at all in my mind um, at that part of my life. Um, and so long story short, because of that lifestyle I was living, um, just, just totally opposite of what I am now is, um, you know, the consequence to that was me getting into this horrific accident. Um, I, it was about, I don't know, maybe two, three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and if you are from Hawaii or if you've been here, you know that that time of day, um, is, terrible already to be driving, um, aka our horrible traffic hour, um, driving to work, um, and, you know, um, just to get really raw here, you know, uh, I was, I was probably high, um, high meaning smoking weed, um, which was a normal thing for me during that time of my season. Um, I probably partied the, that night before, um, but, uh, so you can kind of just get a picture of the type of life I was living, um, up until the accident. Um, what happened was we got hit in the car that we were driving. Um, and again, it's in the afternoon and traffic hours, so there's no speeding involved. There's no, um you know, reckless, there's no way we, you can, we could, we could have been, um, in an accident really at that time, you know, I, aside from fender benders maybe, but this one was pretty, this is pretty epic. Um, we got hit on the side and my friend who was driving, um, she, because of that impacted, because of the impact from, from the other car hit her head on the window um, and our car ended up climbing the median and flipping over to the other side of the freeway. Um, and when we finally came to a stop, we were upside down. Um, 
So uh, for me, during that whole time, I was awake. You know, I didn't, I didn't knock out from any impact. I was awake for the whole experience. Um, and uh, yeah, it, you know, by the time we came to a stop, um, we both kind of were just like, well, you know, what are we doing? What, you know, are we alive? Or is, 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 you know, all this kind of stuff running through my head at least. Um, long story short, you know, we get to the hospital. Um, we get released the same day because there's nothing that happened to us. So in that moment of, of being saved, my life is saved. Not only my life, but my friend's life is saved. You know, where we go away with nothing. Um, she's fine. They checked her out. She is fine. They checked me out. Um, I'm laying in, in just the, like, in the hallway. <laughs> you know, like, um, at the time it's scary and it's unsure, sure. But, you know, as I look back on it and I share my testimony about it, it's really the grace of God. Um, it is the grace of God that saved me and my friend. I walked out with this little nick on my sh on my shin because I had to climb out through the window and I got some glass. I, you know, my I cut myself on some glass. Um, but I feel like you know that's just a reminder of how good God is for me to have something physical. I know it's um, I know it's kind of uh, you know something really simple but and I and and I'm not saying God gave me this scar to remind him like you know he's he saved me and all this kind of stuff in a bad way it's more so like wow you know I walked out um I walked out with just this thing and I am saved because of the grace of God it's a it's a powerful thing you know and so now into my adult life um, that was definitely that pivot point for me. Um, I hit rock bottom and God saved me. He pulled me up from there. Um, and from that moment on, I decided to, you know, serve the Lord, um, find out why I was saved, you know, find my purpose because I was saved for a reason. Um, and I'm not not going to sugarcoat anything of how your life becomes super good once you start deciding to follow Jesus. No, it, um, it, you know, to me, it became more challenging, but in a good way, you know. Um, it's like thinking about like coal and how they make diamonds, right? It's like you're pressured. You pressured, they, they put so much pressure on this, on this coal which doesn't look extravagant but when it comes out it is um and it's turned into a beautiful diamond so like pressure is good you know challenge is good and the bible talks about how you know we will go through challenges but jesus has overcome the world so i've heard it where um i've heard a speaker come to our church by the name of dave reaver who says you know Jesus says he overcomes the world and the world is that is the source of challenges. And so the challenges we're going to have, but 
with Jesus, he's overcome the source of that challenge. And so, you know, we, like my husband said, we, we put our faith in him. That is what our, our faith um, is in. That is who our faith is in. And so that's what kept me going, um, kept me just pursuing and understanding my walk. And I mean, it's still very challenging, um, especially in, in the newer seasons that we get into um, our marriage, you know, and then having a baby. Um, so this new season of parenting we're in, um, I'm in, and just, uh, you know, just constantly just putting my faith and trust in the Lord. Um, but it all came from that, just that quick moment, that quick shift, that quick change of mindset, you know, um, choosing that too, not just recognizing it and having it uh, you know, laid out for me, but choosing that instead of choosing to revert back. Um, I could have definitely taken that and, yeah. you know, got into, you know, worse things, you know, as if I wasn't already into doing worse things. I could have probably taken that and um, went deeper down that hole. Um, That's good. So, you know, uh, that's pretty much my, you know, the gist of my story. I could probably go into further detail about a lot of things in my life that happened, but, um, that is the, the shortest way possible of me explaining how something like that, how reaching rock bottom, you know, um, and how God was able to pull me out and choosing his way instead of my own way. That's pretty much, yeah, it's, it's the gist of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, praise God, and thank you for sharing that. I, um, Yeah, I just had a few questions. We're going to dive a little deeper for sure, because there's a few things I picked out there. Um, you said early on about how you were good at being friends with a lot of different types of people. And I think that is a very, very cool skill set that we learn from experiences we have in life. Um, but what challenges come with that are also that we tend to try to assimilate to a lot of different types of groups and people, right? So I really want you to share how your lens has shifted from not just being versatile and adaptable with people, but also recognizing when it's good to assimilate, when it's good to lead, um, and when it's good to do the opposite and not assimilate and lead. So do you have some thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, um, I think for me, like it, it was challenging, not, um, having a certain group of friends, like, you know, you have, I know some of you probably have like like my husband, he has friends that he knew from, you know, way back and still keep in touch with. And um, I have, I do have friends that I keep in touch with um, now, especially. But yeah, I've never had like that, that group of friends from like grade school to now, like saying, you know, 20 plus years of friendship and stuff like that. Um, so it, in that, in that case, it, it is challenging for me to see some sometimes like groups of friends who've been together for a long time and all that. But um, 
as far as like now and um making making friendships and re making relationships rather um to be able to lead um to be able to lead different types of people um and to be able to kind of sit back and and um allow others to kind of speak into me uh i don't know you know it's it's it i guess it's again i just kind of revert to like you know how the holy spirit is leading me um i could i could be in a room with strangers and then i could find my comfort in being with people who i know like it's a couple of people um but i guess navigating through that and discerning through that and knowing when to um knowing the crowd right knowing the crowd you're in um for me it, it for me it helps uh kind of talking to each person i guess just a little bit dialogue um understanding understanding um nonverbal and verbal communication helps obviously for sure especially if you're in a group of people that you've never met before um but but yeah i mean at a personal level i'm i still try to you know navigate the communication with my husband even um we're just we're 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 different but we're also the same and um in more ways than what i see i feel like um but i don't know i was just I, i it all starts with yourself too um like john maxwell says you know start with yourself mm -hmm. how would you lead yourself how would you talk to yourself how would you how would you encourage yourself and you know just overflow out to other people And I'm going to stay on this for a bit because you said some stuff that's super, super good. And I'll kind of fill people in a little uh, with a little depth. You were a server at a very prestigious restaurant, mm -hmm. server bartender at a very prestigious restaurant around here, uh, around here. And for those of you who have not been here, this place attracts the most diverse tourism community probably in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and so she's had the opportunity of getting to meet a lot of different types of people with a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different language barriers and a lot of different um, experiences. And on top of that, at the highest, most prestigious level, which I think speaks volumes to her abilities. The question I have, though, is in regards to assumptions. You know, you said some really cool things about getting to know people and getting to know who they are and where they're coming from. And, and when you step foot in those rooms, you get to explore that. My, I would tell you, my wife is a very, very um, strong person at never making assumptions about people and always getting to know them before uh, asking questions and reading between the lines when it's appropriate, but only for the honor and respect of those people. So for maybe some people that are challenged with that, what are some experiences in life that you've been through that have kind of taught you how to navigate that? Sure, yeah. I mean, like you said, <clears throat> Hawaii is very diverse. Uh, we, Hawaii attracts, I mean, probably everybody in this world, 
honestly, you know, this is paradise on earth, right? People come to Hawaii, they spend thousands of dollars just to come here once. Um, and with that mindset in our industry, in the industry that was, I've, I've um, worked in um, previously, is that, you know, you have to empathize with that. These people are coming here. Some of them, this is their dream trip once in a lifetime. They've been saving. And some people, they come here every year, you know. Um, but I would say to not to not have any type of, um, you know, assumption about any, any person you come across is probably the best thing. <laughs> um, you obviously you want to, you want to be able to, you know, dialogue with this type of person and then have, maybe you need to dialogue differently with another type of person, you know, um, there's, that's kind of a natural thing. As a communicator, you want to be effective with every type of person, um, in in what their what they can understand. But yeah, definitely, just not having any type of assumption going into any conversation, um, especially again with people you just meet. Um, but that goes for anybody, right? Like you definitely you just don't want to assume because your best friend of ten plus years wants to talk to you about something, you know, even though you know this person probably front and back, something could could have shifted in them to where you're like, oh, wow, that's something new, I've, you know. And to kind of go into a conversation where you're not assuming the worst or the best, mm-hmm. um, you keep it, you keep it, you keep it an even playing field for, for everyone in that dialogue, everyone in that conversation to really get get a chance to understand first and then start to communicate, start to, you know, um, give, you know, um, yeah, give in certain areas and whatnot. So hopefully that answers. <laughs> no, it's super, super good because um, I know – not all of us are blessed with experiences where we necessarily feel comfortable talking to a lot of different types of people. Um, I can tell you both of us don't speak from that experience. I was also in hospitality and then in PT, I work in home. So I'm walking into people's homes and have to be very, very adaptable to cultures and lifestyles and that sort of thing. But I think that's super, super functional, especially for people that maybe struggle with that. Maybe you're challenged by that. And I I definitely think you kind of hit on this, but it's a practice, right? It's a practice with first coming from that place of not assuming and then kind of filling in the lines with the information that you need to lead through conversation and really give, like you said, give to that person where they're at. Um, And yeah, she didn't really hit too much on that in the story, but I wanted to highlight that because, um, I think from her experiences, she's definitely learned that uh, versatility and adaptability in conversations and then leading in different rooms. And sometimes, I mean, what do you think? Sometimes leading is not talking and not speaking. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that? Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. We had a women's conference this past weekend at, at our church. And um, one of the breakout sessions was um recording honors 
recording artist and singer-songwriter Daniela Mason. Um, and she's just, she's just touched on that and how in a collaborative, in a creative space, um, in her industry that, you know, she had to learn how to be able to let others speak, um, and, and give, um, their ideas, um, because she, she shared her story a little bit about how, um, being a solo artist, she just wanted to just have her. It's, it's just her. This is her idea, her song. Um, and God had to really, had to open up her heart in, um, in, uh, collaborating with others and, and being able to have others speak into her, but still lead that. Um, and it was awesome. It was a powerful testimony. And I think that's a hundred percent true. You know, we have to, we have to be able to, um, we really have to be able to allow others to speak and share their thoughts because you'll never be the smartest in the room. And if you want to be the smartest in the room, I don't recommend that. <laughs> um, and it's not in a, it's not in a meaning where you can't be smart and you can't have ideas that, um, are better than someone else's. However, it's, it's not only your idea. It's not only your suggestions. It's not only your product that will satisfy, you know, um, to be able to work in a group setting, um, and have, um, a bunch of different people share a bunch of different perspectives, I think is where the greatest product comes out from, um, the greatest, uh, ideas, songs, uh, books, whatever your industry is. Um, I guess going back to, you know, the restaurant that I've worked in, they, they made us, um, they made us, uh, lead, you know, like group up in certain things and, um, and present things. And you're working with people who are, for example, what we would do is, you know, we would have a server, a busser, um, a runner, and just all different types of people working together. And we're all, we're like, you know, for me, I was a leader, but in being able to lead and hearing other people's ideas may be better. So, yeah, 100% true for sure. Nice. I love that. You definitely tied that up really nicely. Um, and we're going to pivot back to your story again, because it's so funny you mentioned the scar, because I asked you about that scar, and I think our second date, mm. <laughs> and it opened up a tremendous conversation where, you're not trying to get all sappy and lovey-dovey on this podcast, but we ended up closing down the restaurant that night, and the rest was kind of history. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that another time, but... Um, I've always kind of seen stars as like, uh, scars is like an ability to embrace the good that comes from a situation. And I've heard someone phrase it like that before. Okay. So scars definitely, I mean, we all have them. Um, I've got one on my left hip. That's about eight inches long. I've got one on my left eye from running into a coffee table as a kid with a box of Legos. My mom said, stop running in the house. Um, can take that a couple different ways, right? I could take that as, oh man, I'm tough. I've got all these scars, but oh man, maybe I should listen to my mom and learn from that mistake. And <laughs> the other one is, uh, the other one's a reminder of shoot, like a huge moment in my life where 
this was a tremendous challenge to overcome. And I was able to, by the grace of God, make the changes I needed to make to eventually come out the other side uh, with him, all the glory. Right. And looking at your scars, I mean, like, what are some things that kind of come up in you? What are some things that some emotions, um, you know, we all have these stories, right? We all have these stories that leave an impact on us literally physically sometimes with some scarring. So what are some emotions that come up in you and how are some ways that you healthily deal with those emotions? Um, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you in the very beginning, you know, it's it very emotional. Um, it reminded me a lot of just, you know, the, the pain and um, I would say silent pain more so um, of what I was like really putting myself through um, intentionally uh, to kind of to kind of put it into perspective. Um, I know I touched a little bit about it, but uh, you know, I was heavily into drugs and alcohol um, and that seeing that scar in the beginning um, just kind of reminded me of that lifestyle of intentional pain that I was kind of inflicting on myself. Um, but as I grew in my faith and was surrounded by people who, you know, never stopped praying for, praying for me, um, and not being perfect, but living a lifestyle that I, I was missing out on all those years of not serving um, the Lord is, uh, it turned it, um, you know, it turned into joy and, and a reminder that of how good it, good God is to me. Um, and so healthily, you know, I started to pray through those things. Um, I started to do more activities like, you know, bodyboarding, which I, I love, um, reading more, uh, listening to uplifting and encouraging things as well. Um, and then, um, really, really playing music. Um, especially in the beginning of those, of that time of me, um, you know, the healing moment, the healing time really is the healing time. Um, you know, scars go through a healing process, right? And I guess for me, that healing process was with with music, um, solid group of peers um, who prayed for me and encouraged me in the Lord, um, and finding healthy activities that I, I still do today. Um, outdoor activities for me, but you know, for other people, um, find that find that activity, that hobby that you probably, you know, have put on the shelf maybe or what, but, um, that's what I did. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess that's, yeah, that's pretty much what I did. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you mentioned healthy, you know, healthy, uh, healing, which mm -hmm. I think is, man, I mean, it's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. But, um, you know, a lot of times we find ourselves in environments where maybe something happens and we're not sure who to turn to or who to, 
who to face with, you know, the choices we make. And I also want to honor you too, because there's a lot of people that tell stories that don't go into the depths that are needed to create transformation and change. And I think just for the listeners out there, this is super raw. I mean, this is very vulnerable. And I hope that says something to you about how important it is to be honest and how important it is to be revealing to the right people and how from that place you get transformation, you know, and glory to God for that transformation, glory to God for that, that change. But it's really, truly powerful when we're not just surface level, but we're really getting honest and, and, and authentic. And we hear that word a lot. It's kind of cliche at this point, but opening up to the right people about things. And I think it takes wisdom to do that. It might take reaching out to somebody older than you. And there's a lot that we didn't talk about in the story, but um, I really do think you hit on that perfectly. Um, but one more question, you know, being in this next season of life where you're now in the role of nurturing a family and being the mother, the mother's role in a, in a, in a now family dynamic and not just a husband and wife dynamic. What are you up to next, Miss Kulana Cannon? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess getting more into healthy habits um, and getting more into building relationships and cultivating the skills that I already have, um, but, you know, allowing, the, allowing God to just refine me. Um, uh Motherhood is beautiful, but it's also challenging. Any moms out there would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it, with any challenge, I feel like it's just how you look at it. Um, and so that's what I'm doing as far as my personal walk. Um, just really, really just changing my perspective, changing my mindset on things and areas that can be negative that the world, you know, the world will tell you in a negative way that this is that and blah, blah, blah. Um, but just really, um, that's really just what I'm focusing on. Building healthy habits that are long lasting, not, not just a new year's resolution that, you know, you give up in a month or two. Um, not, <laughs> not throwing shade. I'm just being real. That's what I've done. Um, but, just to, yeah, build, building healthy habits that, that are long lasting and effective, not only just for myself, but for my family, um, and for the people that I get to impact on a daily basis, um, like my daughter, of course. Um, she's, our daughter is gonna be four months on the 11th, and, you know, she's, she's a baby, but, I mean, humans are fascinating. They're, she's, She's growing right before our eyes, and it just goes to show um, how gracious God is when he created us, that we're able to learn and pick up on things. Um, and that that matters, like, your, you know, what you accomplish in life just determines on how determined you are. So babies are determined, like she's very determined and she accomplishes so much in, in such, you know, this, even a few weeks of what I've, of what we spend with her. And it's amazing. 
Um, and so if babies, if we can do that at this age, you know, that's, it's just an innate, it's who we are, it's our nature to, that depends on how determined you are. Your success is determined by how determined you are. You should say that. That's more better. <laughs> yeah. <But> yeah. <clears throat> beautifully said, beautifully said. Um, and I really, yeah, it's incredible what she said about how, you know, the world will say what they want about your situation, but it's innate in us to have that determination to change our situations for the better, regardless of how we feel in any given moment. That's super, super beautiful. Um, and thank you for sharing that conversation. Thank you. Um, yeah. We're going to wrap up today's podcast with some takeaways. So a couple things we took away from today. We talked about healthy healing, which Kuana did with music and friends and fellowship, but we really all have that opportunity towards healthy healing in each of our stories and finding those moments and really allowing them to humble ourselves and putting ourselves in an opportunity where we can heal healthy. You know, we can open up to the right people. We can make the right choices based on the wisdom that's coming from the right places. And I think that's huge. Um, we also learn how, like I said, excellent of a communicator she is um, because of leading through collaboration and not just leading because of ourself, right? Uh, leading the room, not from assuming, but from listening. And I just think it's beautiful how you said that. I think there's a lot of things that people can take away from that. And healthy habits, man, to touch on it, it's innate in nature for us to be healthy and to be determined to be desiring for something greater than our current situation. It is innate, just like babies learning to roll. It is literally innate in our nature. And there's such a passion in your voice behind that. So those are our takeaways from today. Uh, you've listened to another episode of Metamorphosis, A Power to Change. Thank you, Kulana. All right. Thanks for having me. And, you know, I really do appreciate it. If, if this affected you in any positive way, any negative way, share it out. And I say negative because I'd love to spark some conversations. You know, if there's any feedback you have in regards to how we do this, um, you can follow us on the social media platforms and we'll get better down the road at all the rest of this stuff. But the most important thing at this point is just to facilitate a conversation. And I think from facilitating this sort of conversation, there can be a lot of change and growth that happens from that place. So share it, share with one friend, share with a family member, send it in a text. Let's get this on a train. We're going to be opening up a lot more conversations with a lot of different types of people, which I'm excited about because it challenges not just me, but it challenges the audience as well. So tune in. Metamorphosis, the power of change. Take care. We ask if this provided value to you, please share this audio with someone you think could benefit from listening. Also, what would help is if you could leave a quick review on any platform you're consuming this content. We appreciate your support. And if you're interested, follow us on social media at meta underscore power of change.